special episode of Blast Point, where this week, for a holiday treat, we've got our friends Charlotte and Caitlin from Sky Talkers and Brandon from Talking Bay 94, and what, right, Gabe, we're, we're talking about all the things that happened Star Wars related in 2023. Yeah, we are just getting together and talking about all the fun that was to be had uh, for 2023. Our last episode, we got bigger, but this week we are getting holiday specialer. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a ton of fun. So great uh, getting to talk to our friends. And the first, it's crazy to believe this is the first team up we've ever had with both shows. We've had Charlotte and Caitlin on, and we've had Brandon on, but this is the first time everybody doing it together. So this is great. And yeah, enjoy everyone. Here we go. start to <laughs> we're all happy to we're, we're so this is a big holiday spectacular and this is so great that we're all together doing this let's just put that out there for everyone listening totally <laughs> but every, everyone knows everyone knows we're all pals we're 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 we've we're we're, we're we're huge supporters of all of each other's shows and you know and the neat thing is it's like when you go and you look at like oh if you enjoy this podcast you also might like enjoy this podcast and it's always you always see like blast point sky talkers talking bay and i'm like oh yeah that's true i think we share a lot of the same audience i think so too Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, Joe. <laughs> well, let, let's explain to everybody, for everybody listening, what we're doing here in this very special super team-up episode. Who wants to do it? I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. Okay, so we're all together. It's Blast Points. It's Talking Bay 94. It's Sky Talkers. We're talking all things 2023, all together in a special holiday team-up, and... Couldn't be more excited to be here tonight with you all. Oh, my gosh. And I think one of the things, because we were trying to figure out, like, should we do something? This would be fun. And I think what why we decided on 2023 and talking about it as a whole is we we were able to experience a lot of this together mm-hmm. in a variety of capacities. Um, and I think that made it even more fun, uh, whether it was just us talking about it afterwards or being able to experience stuff in person together at some points. So, so we kind of just wanted to, like reminisce and talk through what i think was a very good year for for star wars and for being a star wars fan absolutely absolutely yeah what we began 2023 if you can believe it january 4th was the premiere of the bad batch season two that's crazy just like starting the new year with the new resolutions all about the bad batch it was so good that season I I can't give enough praise to the animation Lucasfilm animation for the Bad Batch season two. I think that they did so many great things. Specifically, the thing that sticks out in my brain is the crosshair episodes that they did in the Bad Batch and the way that it ended. I mean, it's so freaking devastating, but it was just so I don't want to get into spoilers, but it was just so good um, and I feel like it was an improvement on season one, which I also mm-hmm. thought was amazing too. And it just, I don't know, thinking about it now just makes me even more excited for hopefully getting season three very soon. That feels so early. I, we have all the dates written out of certain things, you know, that they happen throughout the year and January 4th, just, I don't know, that just feels like a weird day <laughs> for it to premiere that I, I can't remember it at all. You know what I mean? It just seems so, so long ago. 
Yeah, because it's still like after having our our dose of serious Star Wars with Andor, like getting even seriouser Star Wars from from animation was kind of it was surprising at first, but then thinking back of how good Star Wars animation has been for so long, like it's not surprising that it's like, oh yeah, of course they're going to give us mm-hmm. some of the best stuff because they really know what they're doing. And they also, they ended that season again, no spoilers, I guess, but like they ended that season with such like interesting questions that we have not like really gotten resolved or had even teased. And then we had so much Star Wars since then. That it's almost like now that we're talking about it right now, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yes, of course, like the Mount Titan, like it's all just crazy stuff. So we'll we'll see. The freaking Zillow bees. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Finally. <laughs> we finally know what happened. <laughs> well, like I keep thinking about the I guess it was like the midseason finale with the episodes with the Senate and Close yeah. Rights and uh Chuchi, right? And those yeah, episodes and Palpatine. Yeah, casually. Uh those episodes just blew my mind. I remember seeing them and being like, wow, they're really they're really going for it with this storyline with the clones and what's happening to them and like really digging into the politics of it. It was so great. Yeah, well, I mean again, we're we're recording this right now. They've not announced season three yet and we'll talk about what we hope in 2024 but i assume we're getting it next year and i assume it's going to be great and it's the last season right so oh it's going to be oh going to be something <laughs> i don't know man i'm really excited to see how they wrap it up though kind of knowing that we're headed into the last season i feel like that's always better than finding out after the season is over you know yes. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm really looking forward because like you said, there's so many interesting questions that the show has posed about this time period and the clones and everything with cloning and what's happening where we've left some of our characters. Again, don't really want to get into spoilers or maybe we can, but it's going to be a really interesting season to see how they wrap it up. It's really awesome too to think about too with both seasons of Bad Batch that we're still getting, there were 16 episodes yeah. in each season too. Like it's as fun as all the live action shows have been like six or eight episodes like goes by so quickly that it's kind of fun with bad batch where it's like get a good what three months of just bad batch every week so that's where i think i'm really excited to see with season three like if they're sticking to that format and we're gonna get you know a big batch of bad batch yeah i just can't wait to see where omega lands honestly because i think Mm -hmm. i really want her to cross paths with boba fett somehow but maybe it won't be in this season. But um, or in this story, I want. Yeah, that would be an interesting. We'll talk about the future of Star Wars animation. But can you imagine like a Boba Fett, Omega, and then also like the new character no, that they introduced? No, I've imagined it. Like, like if it's like a Fett family show. The Fett family holiday special. Yeah. Or even, I mean, again, Book of Boba Fett season two, I know they were talking about like Omega coming back or something like that, but if you have like full blood siblings now running around, uh, interesting. Could be interesting. All clones were created from a host named Django Fett. While our genetic structure was modified for growth acceleration and obedience, Omega is a pure genetic replication. How many clones like that exist? To my knowledge, there's only one other. A male clone, codenamed Alpha, later referred to as Boba. Since he disappeared at the start of the war, that makes Omega the sole living source of Fett's raw genetic material. If she's vital to the Kaminoans cloning operation, they must have put the bounty on her. So how do we find this bounty hunter? 
Tech, check with Sid. See if her contacts know anything. We'll keep monitoring comms. Yeah, it, se it seems like it was a big deal for them to decide that this new character is that tied to Boba Fett and not ever have them interact would be such a such a shame. If it doesn't happen next season, it'll definitely happen in the future. Like, there's a reason if they don't do something with it in season three that, you know, the seeds are being planted for it because it is such an interesting dynamic. You can't leave it there forever, leave it hanging forever. I do one one final Bad Batch note that is not about the plot itself, but is about animation pushing itself, which is like this might be the most beautiful Star Wars animated show i think like just i'm mm -hmm. when we're talking about i just keep thinking about like the backgrounds and the planets and the environments and it's like the beautiful lighting and like how it's all been makes it like feel so important and so grounded and it's been a really interesting remember that like islandy planet at the very end with the tsunami and everything Pabu. yeah pabu yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love Pablo. Yeah. Yeah. More, yeah. More Star Wars food. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, there's so much food. Yeah. It was so great. Uh, I couldn't tell you what else happened in the episode because I was just thinking about this the the Star Wars sushi. <laughs> the tsunami. Uh, the tsunami. And then the Omega has a friend. Uh, friend. They're out yeah, on the yeah, boat yeah. and Tech has a has, you know, his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's quality yeah. Star Wars, it's guys. So it's quality. Oh man, I love Pabu. Those were some of my favorite episodes, just because it was so happy and so pretty and so bountiful <laughs> with food. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because they talked about it a lot throughout the season too. Wrecker was always like, "I'm so hungry." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's maybe one of the high points of the season was yeah we got Wrecker. He got to eat Wookie food, and then he got to eat uh, yeah space sushi. And I'm trying to think what else he ate. <laughs> Oh, that was such a good episode too with uh, Gunji. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And the, and there was some standouts. Yeah. Like the whole season slaps. It's so. No, good. there was no skips. There was None. no skips. Like yeah. it, and zero filler. It was so good. Even like faster in the beginning, the oh. the pod racing that isn't pod racing episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. that was so fun. That was so, so good. good. So funny. Also, in retrospect, like a really good tech up episode. Yeah. yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. It really was. And wasn't Krennic in the show? Anyway, yes, I know yes. we said yes, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so That's why you should be reflecting on these things. We watch them, nope. and if we rewatch them, we do. We like. I haven't rewatched it in a while. Like, we're we're so lucky as Star Wars fans to have this like absolute bounty of. I'm looking at the list of things that came out this past year, and even like the year before and everything. We just keep getting well fed, just like yeah. Wrecker on Pabu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, because I was looking back at 2023, and I was like, "Man, this this year had so much stuff. Like, is this have we had the most this year?" And then I looked at 2022, and I was like, "Oh, 2022 is pretty pretty packed as well." <laughs> so, like, yeah, we've really been getting just stuffed with Star Wars goodness. <laughs> and speaking of what, it was March 1st. Bad Batch season two was still going on. And The Mandalorian Season 3 began. That's wild to even think about. That we were having both at the same time. Yeah. And we were like, all right, like, life is good. <laughs> yeah. We, were really we like... would have to wake up and decide which one we were going to watch first. Yeah, I right? Yeah, decisions. 
I think I always did Mandalorian just because I felt like that would get spoiled faster. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. But it was a tough choice every every Wednesday. I mean, every time I made that choice, I felt bad because I just am such an animation supporter. But I, you're so right. The reason was spoilers. Like, I can't go through my day. And we'll talk about it, but in August when we got to Ahsoka, like, they switched the time that it premiered to yeah. 9 p.m. or 6 p.m. And it was just, like, the best choice ever. And when you have to wake up in the morning or stay up super late, you really have to make these tough choices, you know? When, yeah. <laughs> when you could now, if that was happening, we could have, you know, we could start the night with Mandalorian and then finish the night with the Bad Batch, like back to back versus like early in the morning or in the middle of the night. It's a totally different vibe. Yeah. 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 So looking back on Mando season three, what, 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 how are we all feeling about it? It was a wild season. It is it was, it was yeah. wild. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a I, a journey. Yeah, yeah. I I I loved it. <laughs> I loved it too, and I think it's it's funny because I feel like it gets. The, this is a funny group that we're all with because we're just like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like I've seen more and more people critique season three, but season three was the most fun I had with the Mandalorian in all seasons like I loved every single episode and was just like thrilled every week to get a new Mandalorian episode and I loved it I loved the Bo-Katan story I loved going back to Mandalore and Lizzo episode um wild I yeah the Lizzo Lizzo are you kidding (laughs) that episode starting with the like forbidden love between the the uh the squid head and the Mon Calamari oh yeah yes (laughs) like oh my god like the fact that the rest of the episode was so outrageous that you forgot about those like first five minutes with her in the in the tank flying her ship in the in the tank and it's just like but I love you. Uh, and I, I want to. There are two standouts for me with Mando season three. One is on the same note is Gorian Shard. I think oh, he's gosh. the greatest. Yes, like alien design, uh-huh. yes. incredible. Mm-hmm. I want to see him forever. I was like truly sad when he died. Like I was, or yes. did he? Or did he? I know, I know. I, <laughs> and we were all talking. And so, anyway, yeah. I was, I was so confident that he was going to survive, and then he didn't survive, and it like gutted me truly. I was or so pissed. Uh, and same with the the first the first mate, the the uh, not first mate. Oh, oh, oh no, no, on the ship. Yes, the, yes, the, yes. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, little, little yeah. skipper yeah. with the mustache, yeah. the sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But the uh, but the big standout for me, Mando season three, maybe if we're talking about like favorite moments of Star Wars in twenty twenty three period, would be Ahmed Best, Keller and Beck, oh. like maybe yes. the most perfect. Oh, yeah. Like who would save Yoda or who would save Grogu? Like that. I was, was out of my like, seat. Incredible. Like yes, I was like crying. Like it was so it was so perfect and like fan service, but done in in the correct perfect way i felt like like really the music was also so good i I keep thinking about it i keep watching it sometimes just to get myself pumped up um just the best really the best yeah and him escaping in padme's shuttle ah and there's still a story to be told probably like maybe in a season four in a movie we see something um could be crazy yeah i feel like this is definitely not the last time we see that character it can't be it cannot be. I hope not. Well, I loved reading too because they did um, a couple of interviews with him afterwards too about like the design of his costume and you know bringing mm-hmm. Keller and Beck into the Mandalorian and all of that and how involved he was. It was just it was super cool and it was such a great moment. Yeah, like you said, it was fan service, but it 
it felt so organic and natural to the story too. I still think the the convert the Dr. Pershing episode. Oh yeah, was a, that was fascinating. A real standout and just a, a, a change of pace. You know, we have a little Mando Bo-Katan at the beginning and the end, but in the whole middle, this side, this very tragic side story about mm-hmm. Doctor Pershing, and I think just planting seeds for future stories in there. And it's just that was so dark and so weird. I loved it. Well, and seeing Coruscant too in this time period, and we did get like a little tour of Coruscant. It was mm-hmm. it was very cool, and like the fair they went to with the music too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was with the with the resistance march, yeah. wasn't that? I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was great. It was like and the opera Epcot. house. Oh, in the, oh, yeah. oh wow! Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot we went uh, there. Yes, yeah, in the in the fancy Mon Calamari with yeah. the shiny head. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah, I, I remember they had like their rations too that everyone was talking about. Their little biscuit rations, yeah, the little, little cookies. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's a good example of an episode that us fans like dig into because we're like, what does it mean? Where is it going? <laughs> I, I feel like I loved that one and I can't wait to see because I feel like that's an episode where I'm like, oh, we're playing the long game here. There's right. a story that we're slowly telling through different like bottle episodes in each of the seasons about the New Republic, about the good guys, the bad guys and things like that. And how was that ever going to, come out in the future and I feel like these are like the small seeds like basically the purgles of the mm. like the Mandiverse. rebels episodes that yeah exactly like that will come back later and I could that this episode was like screaming that to me honestly and the ending with with Mando kind of working for the new republic oh the Mandalorian the ending was like the, yeah, the the happiest just ending like so in the world. sweet and the best ever and just gave me the best endorphins yeah. that could star wars could ever give me i mean could well, yeah, could yeah. we ask for anything it's, more it's, yeah i don't want a season four i i kind of want that to be the end of them i don't know like with the little fade out the the dial of destiny ending i don't know like nothing better happened to their cute little house they just that's the thing i I, of course I want yeah. more, but I'm happy to have them live in, in uh, eternally at this happy little homestead that they have together. Uh, they can stay there forever and be happy and I'll be happy <laughs> too. <laughs> well, we can move on. Yeah. Then while Mando was still going on, April 7th was Star Wars, the beginning of Star Wars Celebration London. You all were there Gabe and I were breaking a couch, talking to Silver <laughs> from Star Wars Thrifting all every day. So let's hear from you guys because you guys were on the floor. You guys were working. You you did panels mm-hmm. while you were there. Um, yeah, and we got some pretty heavy-duty announcements during that weekend. It feels like such a blur to me, <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> Celebration, if I'm being completely honest. It was so fun. What, something cool was that Sky Talkers' panel was back-to-back with Talking Bay 94's panel. So it was just, like, really cool that that existed. So um, right in the next room was Brandon after us. So that was really cool. But, yeah, so many cool announcements. Getting to see, like, the announcement of Thrawn being in Ahsoka and, like, that entire panel. Um, I'm trying to think. The showcase was also, like, literally insane. And never ending. uh, 
uh, also, <laughs> but like in the like, best somehow, like, somehow we got in there. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, Some, that's a whole story oh, yeah. that we still probably cannot tell. Yeah, uh, it's like dark magic. The four, the, <laughs> Secrets only the Sith. And, no. and, and Sky Tuckers got in. <laughs> yeah, in a truly insane I, way. Yeah, just like it's it, never happened before. I have no idea what that would be like. I really don't know. You know? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going through my pictures just to like try to like see what happened at that showcase, and it was Acolyte, and they had the Wookie come out, and that was huge. The 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 Jonas Wookie. That was so out. cool. And that was like again big pop. And we also saw when, footage, by the way, yes. from the Acolyte, which hasn't been released to the public still. Yeah. Yes, and then they announced all of the, the they put that timeline up, and they put all those aliens yeah. up on the stage, and then Daisy Ridley came out. Right, You're like, that's that's a huge. Was that the was that the Mandalorian kid panel, Jason? Was that the first yeah, one? So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It was great because Gabe and I were up at oh god, what time did we wake up? Like five a.m. every day. Yeah. yeah four or five. We were up at like that. Four or five a.m. Our eyes are still half shut, and. <laughs> We're we're furiously like texting back and forth with you all. Oh my gosh. And we found a kid live streaming <laughs> it from the floor on YouTube. And yes. he, yes. he he was this kid who was so excited about the Mandalorian and he just kept yelling, Mandalorian! Mandalorian <laughs> So yeah. Us, us and- oh yeah, they showed us the new episode that night. That's too. right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The fact they also announced new Star Wars movies, which was like seems like the biggest thing yeah, yeah. that came out right. of Star Wars celebration. Dave Filoni on the stage, James Mangold on the stage, and then they announced the Ray movie, like you mentioned, with Ray yeah. Ray coming out. Huge. Yeah, I remember because they brought all the creatures out first, and we all kind of thought that was the end of the panel, and and we were like, oh, this is yeah, like this is really cool but is is this the end like i don't know it felt kind of like a weird ending point but you could tell they were playing that they were ending the panel and then suddenly it was like lol daisy Ridley's here we're doing movie (laughs) (laughs) oh my still so when you guys were because it was the rumors like oh my god daisy ridley we we think she's gonna be at the panel and all this stuff when it was all going down you guys were in the room what was that energy like it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. It was really nice. It was really nice to have that positive energy around the sequels, though. You know, because it's just like, again, we're kind of in a weird bubble and you see stuff. But, like, people were so happy to see Daisy Ridley that it was like a, almost like a like you could, like, breathe. You're like, okay, yes. Like, people are excited for, like, the future of Star Wars and the future of Star Wars that has been kind of defined. Um, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, I felt like it was really positive. Like the screams were never as loud as they were when Daisy came on stage, which I think shit says a lot. And I don't, I honestly don't think that came through in people's videos because what happens is the iPhone muffles the sound. And I swear it was like every, it was shaking in the room. It was, everyone was so excited. And the, the James Mangold, the birth of Jedi movie and the big Filoni mando universe super team up movie too all it's very very exciting it was a lot yeah and uh and mangold had already come out earlier for right indie and mm-hmm. had shown like 10 minutes of indie which oh, was yeah. already like if they had just shown me 10 minutes of indie and it was the it was the mm-hmm. tuck tuck chase. chase 
and I was just like out of breath. I was again. I mean, we talked about how sweaty I am. I, I was so sweaty. I was so sweaty. It was like two and a half hours in there. For yeah, the it was really. Yeah, I was just looking at the timestamps. It was two and a half hours when we got in there and then sat and waited, which was waiting for like yeah. three or four hours. So, did was that where did they have all the the uh, sequel trilogy creatures on stage? Was that during that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. That the, was that. At least watching from home, the like every day there was a little bit of the interview with uh, Neil Scanlon and like showing off each of the creatures was probably like yeah. one of our our high points from home because we got like thirty seconds of it each day. Yeah. Didn't they? They displayed them by the Star Wars show stage, right? And then I think so. They switch them out every day, or was it the same? Yeah. No, they sw- they were they were new every day, or at least they added to the different displays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I never really went over to that area as much as I would like. It was near the Star Wars show live stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the other, and again, we talked about it, but that's when they announced Thrawn. It was later, at the Ahsoka-specific panel, uh, and Lars came out. And also that uh, Ray was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stevenson was there, uh, which was which was crazy. And uh, what else was announced? Bad Batch ending, oh, and then yeah. we saw the we saw we saw a, a trailer, trailer. Yeah. yeah, that again has not been released to the public. And Omega has longer hair. Do you remember, Jason? Was the did the Bad Batch one end up on line, or did that one not? I feel like we didn't see that no, one. We, no, we watched it. We watched it. Did we? Yeah, we were hustling. We were hot. We were. I don't we, we saw the trailer, but I think we only saw it once. But we did watch the, the Bad Bad panel. Okay. We did. I couldn't remember. It was it was very early in the morning. And that was like, yeah. that was like Sunday. Yeah. We were on like day three yeah. at that point. Uh, yeah. I ate so many, so many digestive biscuits. Oh, my like, God. Like, that's all yeah. I ate all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. They were good. Shout out to our friend Star Wars Sessions that sent us the British food gift bag. Gift, gift, gift. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tea and digestive biscuits that's all you need to live <laughs> all we were eating was there was an indian restaurant called dashoom literally where how many we ate there three I times think, uh, i think we ate there three times together but charlotte and i, I think <laughs> ate there went four yeah four or five times yeah it's great that's, that's absurd London. it's yeah. really good Very and it was good. like close to our hotel so it worked it was, it but, was literally yeah. attached to our hotel <laughs> yeah also, our hotel was also right next to the andor filming locations too yeah which was uh, we were walking all together to might have been to Dishoom or uh, for to dinner, but we, we were like, Oh, this is the Imperial Security Bureau. Uh, wow. scene. and it was like a weird, it was great. It was a great time. I, yeah, we I love that you guys weren't there. It we missed you guys so much. Feed, and we would always yeah. try to, for the listener, we did try to make it to the daily Blast Points recording because we we'd always be in the car together, like, Oh, let's call Jason and Gabe right now, and then like we would text jason and then like an hour later he'd be like oh yeah we just stopped well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we tried yeah. it was a lot it was, it was a, a much later or whatever did did any of you get to go to the doug chang talk no oh, no so no because no. that was one of the, that was another of the, like the highlights from home because that was like the closest thing we've got to a, a season three like and and book a boba art book oh interesting he was he was going into a bunch of the concept art from the shows and Obi-Wan. Was that live? Yeah, and Obi-Wan, right. Is that on yeah. YouTube right now? Cool. If I, I, think, I, I hope, think it is. It should yeah. be because we oh, watched it on be. the official. His, yeah. everyone, must watch. his panels oh, yeah, are always top tier, and we yeah. we never end up making it to his panels, which is always such a bummer. I know. 
if we would have been there, we probably would have missed it too, which so <laughs> it's kind of nice that we were home. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to finally, we're going to get to watch this because yeah. it's the only thing they're showing right now. <laughs> but luckily, and that was it's like, good stuff. That was late in our celebration experience too. And with that kind of woke us both up. We were like, whoa, this is really good. We got to <laughs> snap out of our... And, you know, okay. and shout out to Silver, too, because Gabe and I were getting up at five to start watching all the celebration coverage. It was pitch black and it was cold. <laughs> and but Silver, yeah, think about that. She was in California and she was getting up at two. Wow. Oh yeah. Champion. Crazy. Truly the yeah. queen of Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah just um, I'm looking. I, I scrolled all the way back to April in my Twitter feed to see what I was posting about. The only <laughs> other thing that uh, shook me out of my. Uh, stupor was Pelion. They they showed us uh, the Mandalorian penultimate episode early at the Mandalorian. Right. No, at the showcase. When when was that? When did we see? It was at night. The, they oh, like yeah, made they us, come us back. back. Yeah. 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 Didn't the showcase they showed the first ten minutes? They like showed the yeah. the hologram. Pelion. Then yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, that kind of like messed me up <laughs> and, I was like, okay, <laughs> and then we went back for that and i think that penultimate episode is really great and I, that was yeah. a lot of fun to watch with the crowd uh with the praetorian guards and everything watching uh, the mandalorian with a crowd is so such cool. a joy well any star like, wars, I, I really get to watch with a crowd is just yeah fun. It, especially a crowd of star wars fans it's just yeah. such i really one wish that i had that I have is that Mandalorian episodes would be released, like at least some good, like really good ones, some action heavy ones would be released in theaters. And I was really happy that they did that with Ahsoka this season. Yeah, We didn't get to go, but I feel like it is still really cool that they recognize the value of putting it in a theater. And I hope that that continues in the future. Let's do it with Acolyte. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was the the skeleton crew trailer and the announcement mm. for Tales of the Jedi season two. Yes. Yeah. Also, oh. just just one comment: yeah. the kids on the skeleton crew are the won me over. I think that Caitlin and I were kind of like, oh, how do we feel about the skeleton crew? Like they really hype up Jude Law, and it's really funny. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like really random. It feels really random. But the Jude kids, Law. The ki- <laughs> yeah, Jude Law, yeah. and it's like. Really? Oh, great. Good. Hey, I love Sky Amazing. Captain in the world of tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of AI, that's artificial true. intelligence. Yeah. Well, I, I love the holiday. So I feel like it's... <laughs> we all, we all we, have our yeah, favorite dude law. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be great, but the kids are so cute and they were so excited. Yeah, they were. Um, and this, this, what we saw from it seems very action heavy and like very fun and... Um, Oh, who are the who are the people that directed uh, everything everywhere all at once? The Daniels. Daniels. The Daniels. Yeah, you know they're directing an episode or two of yeah. yeah. I mean that's super cool. Yeah, that's great. That we have an Oscar winning director <laughs> directing the show. I hope it comes out soon. Please. That always drives me crazy too because it's like they aren't directing an episode they already did direct an episode right like a year ago yeah. like it's just yeah. like it's yeah. you know it's like these these things True. exist we're just relativity yeah we just have to wait time is a flat circle yeah. we can move and talk about other star wars in the theater and talk about the jedi re-release right it wasn't that the next yeah. thing on the oh april, my god april 28th so, can you believe that yeah. you had this in the notes and i was like wait that was this year? Well, I was. Wow. Right. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I experienced it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was Caitlin's oh. only time seeing an original trilogy movie in the movie theater. Yeah, that's wow. true. It's my, my me too, yeah. actually. So cool. Me too. Yeah. 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 I got to take my nieces to it. We finished watching oh. Star Wars with them for the like the whole saga that's for the first great. time this year. And I remember we were in the car and we were in the middle of the sequel trilogy is what we were watching. And I was like, okay, we're going back. We're watching Return of the Jedi. And they're like, well, why are we like watching it again? They like didn't get it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let me. <laughs> why are we watching it again? Let me. Ex- <laughs> let me like in a theater. Because we hadn't finished the saga yet. Because they were like, why don't we just finish? I think the next one was The Last Jedi. They were like, why don't we watch The Last Jedi today? I'm like, no, 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 no. That this I've never seen this movie in theaters. So you at the ripe age of nine getting to see it in theaters is 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 important. So we're also gonna, the, the concept of just like questioning rewatching something is just <laughs> actually hilarious. <laughs> given yeah. well, us I've on been this very much like right we now. have to get through <laughs> the saga. The you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but I was like, we're gonna get a big a big thing of popcorn and a soda, and we're gonna sit there, and it's gonna be the best time ever, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll watch the last Jedi later. <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was, fun, it though. Is, it is very nice to see any Star Wars on a big screen, and especially original trilogy, and especially like with a crowd that's excited, and you know everyone's there because they want to watch it. And it was just very yeah. nice for everyone to be talking about Jedi for a week or two, right? That was a very totally. fun. Yeah, our theater was packed. my theater was packed. Yeah. Yep. Wow, yeah, Jinx. Mine too. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I we saw it. I saw it with a bunch of Sky Talkers listeners, which was also really exciting because we were all clapping at like the same points. <laughs> like the, the redemption's happening. It's like, yes, <laughs> you know, it's just so good. And Return of the Jedi is just an absolute perfect movie. I want more Star Wars in the movie theater. I'm just a broken record about this. I so, want it so bad. So are we, we. It's like, we, yeah. why, they did why Empire not? In, in COVID, right? They did yeah. Empire in COVID. Yeah. And that was kind of a bummer, but it was nice. I, I went and saw that at a drive-in, which was fun. That's uh, cool. Because it was, co- you know, you're and so, but you, it's still not like a communal thing yeah, in yeah. that sense. But I guess A New Hope has to be for the, would that be 50th? What is it? 45th? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, we no. got the 25th anniversary of Phantom Menace next year. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. That, uh, uh, 3D which, which re-release time. 3D re-release, yes. <laughs> Which could tie in really nice with Acolyte, too. Think about that. True. Mm. Very I'm thinking. true. Thinking. I am thinking. I'm thinking hard. And and High Republic, is that ending next year? Uh, like the like Phase the 3? Phase 3, technically. Yeah. So that's interesting, though, right? Because like that is the pre-Phantom Menace time. Yeah, and yeah. they still haven't released Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith 3D. For real, uh, yet don't either, even remind right? me. Like, there's yeah. there's finally a chance to <laughs> be an excuse crazy. to do and it over the next. Those exist, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, they were yes. made. Well, they were, and they were Gabe, strange. Gabe and I, yeah, yeah. Gabe and I, Gabe and I were there for Attack of the Clones. Wow. Hilariously, though, we all fell asleep. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> celebration. Yeah. yeah, so it's they showed it at celebration. They showed it at a couple like just events around. I think at LA, like ILM things. So Attack of the Clones has been shown a few times. And yeah, Sith has a, was at least at celebration, if not at maybe one one other thing somewhere. So yeah, they they are for real. Well, three D releases are still a thing. Like right, yeah. We were just talking about all the James Cameron re releases yeah. that were happening are happening before we started recording. Like those are three D. Some are at least. Yeah, like, Titanic. Well, come on, Titanic was three D. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Uh, this would because twenty twenty seven is the fiftieth of Star Wars. 
right? Yes. And I feel like that's when they'd be like, here is your 4K Star Wars unaltered. Right? I feel like that's probably Ooh. when they're like, here wow. it is. That, uh, that's, would, would they do it though? Would they do that? I, I don't know. Like they have to. It's like, it is the one, like now that we have the Abyss and True Lies, honestly, like as a 4K collector, there aren't that many other major things that people are quote unquote missing from their collections besides the unaltered Star Wars trilogy. And I love the special editions, obviously. It would just be such an interesting thing. I just don't have. know if they're ever going to do that, Brandon. Like, yeah, I just, like, I feel I like you guys are killing me. No, I'm trying I, to be hopeful, I, look to the future, no, have a reason to I, live. I, I agree. <laughs> I just feel like you you needed a reason to live. Like, I'm here for you and I'm yeah, here for you. that. I just, I, I just think that Lucasfilm really considers the special editions, like, yeah, above everything. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to think that there was like, a whole page in the contract well, when yeah, you that's sold what I'm it. Saying. Like, like <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you want. But I think it's like ten pages. Like it's yeah. it's a lot in there. Yeah, just just for that. And Here's he's still thing, alive. It, it's been screened recently, though. At, after Celebration Anaheim, I was going to say an extra day to go to the Academy Museum because they were screening it with Dykstra, the True. original unaltered, and that was through Marsha, I believe. But do you think that was, was because it was? It was the Academy Museum, and they could show. No, I know, but it they exists. nominated. I know. Well, it technically in the film archives in the National Film Archives in DC, it technically I believe is the special edition and not the seventy seventh mm-hmm. edition, which is odd. And that that's is a big weird. Point of contention. I could be wrong, and I'm sure. Caitlin, the, you got to research that. The, the specialized yeah. guys will come after me, but I think that's what it is right now. Um, again, this is me just trying to like. Manifest. I'm Manifest. here for it. Okay, yeah. Brandon, I'm here for it. Thank I want you. it. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I'm here for it. It's, it's, it's not a hill I can die on personally, though, because I. Sure. <laughs> I will well, find more, this. More... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say we're, we're more likely to get a, another version of the special edition. Right? I would love that. I would love that so much. I want more little changes because that's what's happening again with the abyss. And with True Lies, everyone's like, oh, they like added something. I'm like, that's great. Give me yeah. give me more of that. I love this with the little tinkering. I just feel like if if they did do that, that's that's for a very particular audience. It's for a very certain group of people that even care. Like little kids that would go to a re-release of the original masterpiece Star Wars would not care oh, if they, sure. they yeah. you know they'd be and if it was different they'd be like why is this different than the version i've watched on disney plus over and over and then you'd be like oh well you see and you know it changed <laughs> and in 1997 and then the, you know little kids <laughs> little kids don't care yeah. okay, you know? yeah. and, Guys, that, I, and, and you'd, you'd, you'd want little kids to go and see star wars you yeah. know I looked up about the National Film Registry. This is from Wikipedia, so take it mm-hmm. as you will. But it says, in 1989, the United States Library of Congress named Star Wars among its first selections to the National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant at the time. It was the most recent film to be selected, and it was the only film from the 1970s to be chosen. Although Lucas declined to provide the library with a workable copy of the original film upon request, instead offering the special edition, a viewable <laughs> scan was made of the original copyright deposit print <laughs> that's Great. so funny i love that yeah. that's, that's the most great. george lucas thing that ever happened so cool the lack of a commercially available version of the 1977 original theatrical edit of the film since early 80s vhs releases has spawned numerous restorations by disgruntled fans over the years 
Yeah, we know. See, I feel yeah, like that's why they can't it's like, show that the original, the original, yeah. original. And if they were, like, why wouldn't you put the original version in, like, a like finally make this, like, $600 box set just full of all kinds of nonsense and then put them in okay. there so everybody yeah, has to, true. like, if you want it, you have to buy the, the $600 totally. version. Yeah. Like, yeah. the, um, like the, the Blu-ray release yeah. was, like, such yeah. a big deal and had all this extra stuff and also those are different than the special editions right so you guys you guys know a lot more about the differences and different tracks and things like that than keelan and i do the blast points guys are the experts yeah you guys are the experts (laughs) yeah Yeah, audio which which peru is it going to be the stereo is it going to be the mono is it going to be the 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 79 re-release version is it going to be the international cut which was a you know a hodgepodge like what are we going to do what what audio is it yeah which peru are we getting i feel like when i got because i got the special edition dvd box set the first year like in christmas of five or oh six whenever i first watched star wars and i think i probably assumed that special edition was just that it's in a box set you know what i mean no i definitely explained it to you caitlin maybe it went over your head but definitely explained it to you there's a lot going on so because my, my parents were always like this is different this is just different <laughs> and it's, it's just like the i think it's just the precursor that comes with watching star wars is like you know yeah. this has changed a, a lot, lot. <laughs> a lot well let's let's all pray for the phantom menace 25th anniversary yeah next. i'm yeah. praying i'm on my hands and knees there's a logo I'm in right a few. Uh, there's yeah, a, there is logo. a logo so it's yeah. real in a sense so things are happening there's action figures coming out yeah. so let's let's go yeah maybe maybe there'll be a blu-ray with more video from George Lucas talking about Phantom Menace <laughs> with dishes yeah. in the background. Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the back of a restaurant. Yeah, there's like the full uncut 45 minute version of that video filmed in an airport. Like I can't. <laughs> so the, yeah, the best. Oh, the best. Mm-hmm. So also the day that uh, Return of the Jedi was back in movie theaters, Jedi Survivor, the uh, much wow. anticipated sequel to Jedi Fallen Order came out, continuing the story of Cal Kestis and very popular video game series. Um, I believe I'm I'm just started playing it about a month or so ago and I'm almost done with the story. And I think I'm of the group. I'm the only one that's played the game. Right. <laughs> You're Love a that gamer, for us. You're a gamer yeah, yeah. boy. You're, I think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very good. I will say this: it is very very good. It is. I, it's, yeah. It's it. I when it came out, I, I read a lot of people saying that it was, uh, you know, the original game was super fun, but it had things that kind of everyone agreed on that it could be improved and this the sequel has improved it but overall i one thing i'm enjoying is the story of the game it's got a really good story that connects to the high republic and it connects to things that happened in the obi-wan show and it's got a little bit of andor in it and it's a totally new story and it's got night sister stuff in it and i'm it's just like this is a really cool story and i'm i'm invested in that so yeah bravo to Jedi Survivor. I really want to be a gamer boy. Maybe 2024 is when I get yeah. a PS5 or something. Because I only have a Switch right now, which I really love. But I Me don't. Too. I, I, I've never had like a modern gen video game system nope. in that capacity. And But like these games and like Battlefront 2 and even Squadrons. I've been like, oh, I've been really missing out. So I played uh, I played Star Wars Lego. I bought that on my Switch. Yeah. I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Those are so great. great. Are good I actually just picked it, like turned it on the other day, and I realized that I had stopped at the pod race in the Phantom oh. Menace, and I was like, "All right, we're doing this." <laughs> <laughs> Those and are I so won. fun. Though. I won. So it was good. really fun. Yeah. 
I was really excited to go through the Rise of Skywalker on that. I was like, let's do this. Good movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel, <laughs> I feel like just one comment about Jedi Survivor, because I feel like we're not giving the listener enough, honestly, because it's just sad that we are not invested in this. But I feel like the art and the design mm-hmm. of the game is so good. So yeah. much so that I want, I bought the art of book for the previous oh, game. I need to do that. It's a really, it's a beautiful book. And I don't, I didn't even play the game, but I just feel like the art is sort of, it really touches on a lot of different periods of Star Wars and harkens back to like older, like old Republic stuff, I guess. And it's, it's just really cool. Um, I, I really want to play it. I, ho- I hope someday I can. Well, the neat thing that the Obi-Wan show worked in the Fortress Inquisitoris, which is still such a great name, in from the game into the Obi-Wan show, which is still a really cool touch. Yeah. I really need to play those two games someday. Yeah. I really I have no I have no excuse not to play them. And, we're all making Twitch channels in twenty twenty four and we're all this is it. I'll be playing Lego it's, Star Wars on my Twitch channel. <laughs> I'll, I'll be up front with it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Well now fine. You can actually go and you can go to like Target and buy a PlayStation 5 now. So yeah. that's, yeah. Well, then we just had what, just days to recover from the Return of the Jedi re release. People were still playing Survivor. And we had May the 4th, where we got, amongst other things, Visions Season 2, yeah. the incredible Star Wars Visions Season 2. So good. It is so, so good. Oh my God. So good. I really know how it would top Volume 1. And it, completely topped volume one and i love i love volume one but volume two was just so the stories were just even somehow even more varied and it was great to see all these different studios from around the world and what they were bringing to star wars and visions also always has such great like the featurettes they do for each of the Mm. episodes are just so incredible it's just such a fun experience to watch visions and i'm so glad that they they're continuing it right or right yeah. am i well, remembering that right they yeah they they have a comic series out now that is like new stories from comic artists that are one-offs and that just came out maybe a month ago and i still have not picked up my copy there's an artist called peach momoko who's she's brilliant and that's like how they're spinning it off right now and i hope that there's a season three of the actual animated as well but yeah it's i been, hope so too yeah, I got to think there is at this point, I would hope, but it's, I still like, I could have swore like season one was last year, but it I know. was like, right. So it's yeah. like with, you know, we probably won't hear about a season three for another year because, you know, everybody's working on the stuff. So ho- hopefully it's going to happen, but. I was just really wowed by the expansion of doing a bunch of different studios across the world and I thought yeah. that was such a brilliant move. Yeah. Screechers Reach though really oh. stands out to me and I think about it oh. a lot. And I think it just won an award and it deserves that award, whatever that award is. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's just the sound design, the voice acting, visuals, the haunting nature of that entire that, short. Yeah. It's just literally so beautiful. And I loved what each of these studios brought to Star Wars and I think that's I think Star Wars needs more of this and I think that's why it remains one of the coolest things Star Wars has ever done. Well, it seems like I'm maybe I'm thinking of this wrong but I feel like we've kind of finally moved away from the big push for everything to be 
so canon and interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm kind of out of the loop on the comics and stuff right now, but like it does seem like even just by having visions and then even with the live action shows kind of spreading out in their time frames from each other, like we're getting things that are connected, but it's there's a little bit more looseness to it now, which seems to be allowing the the, the different shows and things to kind of stretch out a little bit. It's just nice to have that flexibility. Yeah, and it's so visions to me, and I've said it before, and I I, I still season two cemented it. I think visions as a whole, right? If you add the two seasons and you add the book, the Ronin book, mm-hmm. I think it might be my favorite Disney, like post Disney acquisition Star Wars thing. Period. I really think so. Just with like how it has pushed Star Wars in, in total, and like what it feels like and what it's done. And season two was like, really, I really loved it so much. And I keep revisiting it probably once every couple months because it's just like a really nice way to like watch something Star Wars for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And it feels so unique and so fun. It's just so fun to dive into these worlds and stories that are so, right, we recognize them as Star Wars, but they're all so unique and so different and so singular. It's just, it's incredible. Like, Awu's yep. song is the one that always stands out to me oh, from so Volume 2. And I just, I, I was so wowed by the whole season. And then I was like, can they? And then The Pit, I think, is the one, the episode right before Awu's song. And I was like, that was that one was just incredible. And then yeah. I was like, how can they, like, what's this ending going to be? Can it top everything I've already seen? And it was, I wanted to reach into that world and just be in it. It was just so colorful, so tangible, but then the story was so beautiful too. And so emotional. And I feel that way about all of the visions episodes, honestly, it's, Mm -hmm. they really are just so incredible. And then you have something like, I am your mother on the, you know, (laughs) so just so fun and so crazy. And it's something, Charlotte and Caitlin, you were talking about in your uh, recent Patreon episode where people say, oh, Lucasfilm, they're afraid to take risks and they're playing it safe and all this stuff. And it's like, well, just six months ago or seven months ago or whatever, we had Vision Season 2, which is its whole thing is pushing the boundaries of what Star Wars storytelling can be. And I love it for that. I love that we get these completely like Gabe like you were saying these like who cares about canon yeah like let's just tell a very unique interesting story in the Star Wars galaxy that's so great I think the other thing too especially coming out of the writers and actors strike of like th- thinking about all the really horrible things that have happened because of streaming that there are actually good things that came out of kind of things switching over to streaming services because like if there wasn't Disney plus like I don't know if we would have got a visions one and two, cause yeah. it's like, where, yeah, where would they, where would they have released them? Right. They would probably wouldn't put that on TV and maybe it would just come out on a DVD or something. And like, would people just buy that to see star Wars animation? So like, it's kind of, it's cool that at least, you know, with everything changing that we are getting some benefits from it and, and Disney has this place they need to put stuff and we're getting yeah, totally. some really cool yeah. stuff that we might not have ordinarily gotten. Yeah, I think that's that is the benefit of streaming is that there's willingness to experiment because of the need for output, right? Um, I think if I can again with the benefits of streaming, I think there's been like so many arguments for like it's not great for actors, and that's why the strike existed. But I feel like 
when I think about Star Wars animation and visions, I guess is included in this. Um, so many people discovered Star Wars animation through streaming when yeah. Clone Wars was put on Netflix. That was when the popularity of the Clone Wars like blew through the roof. Right. And I think that people are continuing to access these sort of uh, maybe not mainstream projects like, like visions um, through streaming. And I'm just really thankful for that. And I'm really like glad that we live in, we're Star Wars fans where Lucasfilm was willing to make these risks, I guess, or take these risks with these different studios because this can't be cheap either. I think about that a lot. Like this entire project and they, they flew everyone from every single studio to Star Wars celebration. I cannot, I'll never get over this. Some of them, some people came from South Africa, like, those flights are not like it's just insane. <laughs> I I don't know how. I'm just really proud. I guess it was what I'm trying to convey yeah. of Lucasfilm for taking these risks um, monetarily uh, to produce like such great art. I guess that's a good reminder. Too. I can't remember. Did we didn't talk about the visions two panel at Celebration? Did we like before when we were talking about I don't Celebration? Think so. Because it was yeah, a really that, good one. Yeah, was that really was another good. crazy one. Because that one, you know, we could see from here, and it was also like, wow, they're talking to everybody. Yeah, who worked. Yeah. On they that. screened. They screened. I'm your mother, which was great because that was the one I had the biggest question mark for because it was like Dennis Lawson is back. I'm like, <laughs> how is he? I want. I need to know. Uh, and also and just it, like the UK of it all. Yeah. Like we were there, yeah. and it makes sense that that would be the one that they would show. You know. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and then we all went to a little panel afterwards with, with everybody uh, in a private little area. Like a and press that was conference. Also very, yeah, that was very interesting because I had never really been to something like that before, like that. But also with everyone's language barriers and how everyone was talking, it was a very interesting and like almost uplifting kind of mm-hmm. look at, at like making Star Wars and being part of that. It was very cool. Yeah. Well, I think – that's always an important thing too to bring up when you have like the international uh, thing going on is like all the stuff we kind of deal with of just, you know, people being grumpy about Star Wars. Like I don't think that happens as much in other parts of the world because of the language. <laughs> like they're they're not getting, you know, always getting the, the – they're getting their version of it and, you know, they don't have as much drama I think. So there's just like there's more love uh, <laughs> when you – the same day that Visions came out, talking about like animation, how they're kind of not even pushing boundaries, but growing as a company. But Young Jedi Adventures also came out May the fourth of this year, and that uh, that's really great. That that's been such a nice thing to see, kind of grow and 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 start its own fandom and its own kind of uh, group of of kids that are learning Star Wars for the first time. It's Nubs's world, and we're just living in it. I know, so <laughs> true. Nubs Nation. My friends' kids love the show too. Like talk about it all the time and i think that's a true testament of, <laughs> of whether or not it's successful and yeah they love it the the it's toys great. for young jedi adventure are so cute i see them in the store all the time and they're just they're so cute i just the the design of all the characters it's just it really does feel perfect for that age group and like it, it really is reaching them yeah mm-hmm yeah, I thought it was great. I yeah, the episodes that I watched, I was like, "This is really good. This is perfect for yeah. a, an introduction to Star Wars 
for young kids and the high republic of it all it was like this is great this is just great and yeah nubs nation has been beautiful like nubs was what at the the big comic-con in san francisco the the life-size nubs that was doing yeah so good so good who was in the life-size nub suit that's what i want to know i know right (laughs) we need to figure that out also, we need the life-size nub suit at like every event ever right. yeah. in the future. I'm kind of yeah. mad he wasn't at Celebration. I know. You know, I know. They Come must on. have had him. It's kind of like when they <laughs> the, there were the plans of having the Jedi training, uh, Jedi Temple Adventures set being at mm. Celebration, but it was canceled for COVID. And and it was like the kids could have run through it. And I'm sure oh. I could have convinced somebody to let me run through that at the end of the convention. <laughs> and I'm still like, that is still like one of the things I'm like, I would have paid $100 to like <laughs> run through that. And same with like, would I pay $50 to like get a picture with nubs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Would I pay $100 to wear the nubs costume? Maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> if you all need somebody, just call me up uh, for the next con. If anyone from Lucasfilm is listening, I'll, I'll wear the nub suit for for airfare or something. <laughs> the problem is that everyone knows how sweaty you get. <laughs> yeah, so who's going who's gonna to wear it after let me keep you. it. <laughs> if it's, yeah, if it's, if it's so sweaty, they're like, no, you can just have it. It's okay, Brandon. Just keep it. Well, that, that's a pretty good transition going into June. And there was, uh, <laughs> the there was one day. thing. Yeah, there is one thing that dominated our entire month of June 2023. <laughs> that little thing, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, yeah, so we were all there together. It was the, the the most surreal night of our day, night of our lives. We saw saw the movie together. Where God, where do we even begin? Best. Yeah, like, what else is there to say? I I just it was incredible. There's so much. Okay, first off, Jason and Gabe and Brandon have so much to say more than Caitlin and I do. Mm. I feel like (laughs) about their experience because like we lost you guys for like 30 minutes on the red carpet. Uh, I lost myself. I I don't know where. (laughs) We all went in together, but I'm not sure. When we We all came out together, (laughs) we got to give credit to Brandon because we lost you guys on the way in and thought oh they said they were going to take their time but we were like oh they must have just walked through and we were like past we took our time gotta be well, honest yeah you guys took longer but we, no. took- <laughs> we, we, we did it the first time we like we were already out yeah, and we were like, were like wait at the back at the end yeah and then we saw you guys come out and we were like wait where were they yeah and then and then i was just like okay well that was cool well, i guess we're done and then Brandon was like, come on, we're going back. <laughs> and we went like the wrong way down the carpet to get back yeah. into the thick of it. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, with the, with the promise of like, I'm going to introduce you guys to John Knoll. Well, it wasn't even that. No, it was not that. Let's, let's back up a little bit. Where our friends, our friends, Tori and Savannah, were in the fan pit, right? So they were in a different section of the, the premiere than we were. But they were able to text us and be like, hey, that's hey, hey Quan is here. Or, hey, uh, Steven's yeah. here. Or, hey... Because they were seeing them first. They were seeing them like five minutes before. And so they they would give us an opportunity to be like, oh my God, okay, like let's just like figure this out. Let's see what's going on. Because I guess to backtrack a tiny bit, um, Charlotte, Caitlin, Maggie and I, my wife, went to Willow. And what they told me at Willow was you need to take your time down the carpet because like once you're down, you're done. Like, you know, like take your pictures, get the things you need for Instagram, enjoy the moment. Uh, and then for this, it was a very different sort of beast because it was it was probably three times the size of the Will one that I'd been to. And it was also Indiana Jones. So I was like very overwhelmed. 
and then I guess we can uh, I'll, I'll I'll sidetrack a tiny bit because we truly get in there and we're there and I'm kind of just like standing at the edge because they've separated the like influencers and the general press from like the actual celebrities but the step and repeat is away from us and that's where Harrison Ford and Calissa Flockhart were walking and so I'm just kind of standing there just like enjoying being 10 feet 15 feet away from Harrison Ford I'm like this is you know this is great and then I'm standing there and the guy next to me starts beckoning Harrison over and he's like Harrison hey and I'm like what what's going what are you doing but then Harrison comes over and he's like really happy to see the guy and the guy's like thank you so much for inviting me to the premiere and he shakes his hand. He's like, this is my wife. Thanks for getting her in. And this is blah, blah, blah. But then Harrison assumes that I am also part of this group. <laughs> <laughs> and so Harrison shakes my hand. And I'm like, oh, great to meet you. Have a great night. And then, so then at that moment, though, like I get to touch Harrison Ford. I get to say hi. He's not pissed to see me, right? Which is a, a crazy <laughs> thing. But I think that's where this kind of like, like I didn't go insane, but it was like, because everyone was kind of, we were with a bunch of friends. A bunch of our friends were there, which was really nice. It was really fun. It was like a mini celebration. A lot of the people from Star Wars Twitter were there, but everyone was kind of like looking at me like, are you okay? And I was, you know, not, I was like about to throw up, yeah. but yeah. it really kind of, it was like the adrenaline and the yeah. sweat. You got powered then, up. It really yeah. like kind of. You had a crazed look in your eyes. <laughs> it was a, it was something I was not expecting. We're not trying to do it all. Right. So then it was kind of like, oh, like let's see what happens now like anything oh, is possible but really the the main thing that happened was just me jason and gabe walking up and down that carpet just like <laughs> not even yeah. not even bothering anybody or doing anything out of the ordinary it was just like it really kind of taking it all in and like, yeah. you know, there's, there's George Lucas, there's Steven Spielberg. They are 20 feet away from us. And oh my God. Uh, it was there's Kathleen weird... Kennedy's twin sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, that was so crazy. It's so weird to see her name is Connie, right? Like it's so weird to see Connie. Yeah. yeah. Connie like, like, that's still, I think as much as it was insane to see everyone, that's the high point. It's like, I saw Kathleen Kennedy's twin sister yeah. next to Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. Exactly. I, I really think the, the one thing that like, I wouldn't have done normally, but I did in that moment again, just being whatever I was doing was I had just interviewed John Knoll for Star Wars Insider and he did not know who I was. I had met him briefly when I was in San Francisco <laughs> as well a couple weeks before. And so like, but he, I saw him walking down the carpet on our side, like he was in, in the influencer and press area rather than like on the step and repeat. And that was when I was with Jason and Gabe. And I was like, guys, stop. And I just turned to John Noel and I'm like, John, I'd love for you to meet Jason and Gabe. And I don't know why I said that or how I did that, but he was very nice and he shook their hands. And that's like, I'm sure you all have all seen the photos of them talking. Oh my God. I and lost my mind. Jason yeah. did such a good job though. Of, what did did I though? Did I? No. No, Jason was, really was mumbling good. about how his wife works at Briarwood Mall <laughs> and John Noel didn't know what was going on. And John Noel's wife was laughing hysterically at the whole situation. So we knew we were okay because his wife thought it was fun. It was so good. It was, uh, and I would just kind of took a step back, and I would just like really took that all in because if nothing else had happened that entire day, that was maybe the greatest moment. It was them yeah. finally meeting him. Yeah, and uh, I think at the end I was just like, I love you. I love what you do. I, 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 I love everything yeah, yeah, you've ever pretty, done. Pretty much. Yeah, and then and then like immediately after that, get a text from Savannah and Tori. Spielberg is coming. And I look to my left. I literally look to my left and I see Steven Spielberg walking by himself, waving at people, and my stomach dropped. Yeah. Like like I'm on a roller coaster. And then like, yeah, Steven Spielberg walks right past me. And I like 
freaked out and i just said mr spielberg i love you and then he, <laughs> he looked at me and smiled and i was like well i think i said to gabe i was like well that's it i can die now i and then yeah, yeah then it was another text from savannah and tori like don't go anywhere lucas is coming and i was like the oh fact god that George was there is just crazy that was insane when <sighs> we got that text we were at the end taking photos like with the props and we turn around and we're like there's there's Steven, there's George, and they're really close together. Oh my god, this is like, and just like you said, your stomach sort of just drops, and you're like, yeah. this is wow, they're right there, they're right yeah, there. Yeah. These people that like are mythic figures in our heads are yeah. just living, breathing humans right there on the same carpet yeah. as us, walking in to watch the same movie as us. Like this is so weird. This is just, where are we? What is yeah. happening? Yeah. And how yeah. did we get here? It's yeah. it, George made eye contact with me and I immediately <laughs> looked away. I was like, no, no, no. It's too powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's you, too might, much. You, you might turn to stone. Yeah. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to acknowledge me. No. Well, it was yeah. so great. And Gerald and I were, were at the end, like we were separated for quite some time from you guys. And so we finally all get to our seats and like, we were just taking pictures. And you guys were like, oh, listen, here's what happened. <laughs> we were like, oh my God. <laughs> we had like lived two very different lives in that yeah. 45 minutes on the carpet. Oh my God. But then we got to see the movie and, oh, and so it started though with like a, an incredible intro and, and then we we were even saying though like it was weird. We saw everybody. We saw George. We saw you know Steven Spielberg. We didn't see Kate Capshaw, but but it was like it was weird not seeing John Williams. And truly, like then they open the curtain and there's John Williams, <laughs> and he plays three songs. He plays Mutt's theme from Christmas oh, Carol, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is the greatest day uh, possible. Really. I just like. I need to stop being surprised when Lucasfilm like opens a curtain and John Williams and <laughs> no, a full orchestra is back there. Like, yeah. if I had but two nickels, or if I had a nickel every time, <laughs> I'd have two nickels. It's so crazy. We were all in the same row, but we weren't sitting next to each other. Yeah. And like Brandon and Maggie were off, like from Gabe, where Gabe and I are. Brandon and Maggie were off to the left, and Sky Talkers, you were off to our right. Mm-hmm. But when John, like when the John Williams thing came out, we all were just like looking at each other. Like, oh my god! Can you? Believe-? We're all seeing the same thing, right? We're not. I'm not yeah, yeah. insane. Uh, and the movie then was great. It was the thing. Like, like it, it could have all been like, oh, like that had been great, and the movie was kind of disappointing. But at least we had that experience. But like the more I think about Dial of Destiny, the more I'm just like so in love with it and so happy with it. And so it's such a powerful thing. And they took some risks and those risks really worked yeah, in my opinion, totally. at least. And that's a really beautiful thing that, that we all got to kind of experience that. For I that mean, hero, just, that character. I, we went into it like spoiler free, didn't know anything about it. And I think that last act like really threw us and it was so great to experience it with like a full theater and just fellow fans and just like really go on that ride. And then just the best part is the fact that we all got to talk about it after together in person over in and out over drinks. It was so fun. It was just like the best ever. I want to relive that day forever. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we, we say thanks to Lucasfilm a lot. We say thanks to all the people over there, but like that, like in my time as a Star Wars fan, and I've done a lot, and you all have done a lot. Like that might be the greatest, like kind of like culmination of me as mm-hmm. a fan, and uh, mm-hmm. that really like meant meant the world. And yeah. getting to share yeah. it with y'all and yeah. and my wife, and it's been a really that was a really special special. Yeah, thing. yeah, we love Maggie. We're glad that she was there too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's <laughs> fine. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Maggie's. Even though I potentially scared her away earlier tonight by talking about the movie Cocoon, so I'm sorry. Yeah, Maggie, Maggie, before we started recording, Maggie came and said hi. Dave came in and started talking about Cocoon, the movie. And Maggie was like, "I gotta go." Which I don't think I'm out. Out. It was like 30 yeah. seconds later. Uh, no, but she's great. Uh, I couldn't bring my the only I, mean, I couldn't bring my dog Indiana, who is my 2023 new friend. Um, the dogs were not allowed on the red carpet, which was, you know, a bummer, but maybe next Huge time. bummer. Yeah. Indiana Jones 6, maybe. Maybe she'll come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the experience of a lifetime. So, yeah. <laughs> so grateful. So grateful on every level. Yeah. Potentially the craziest day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I was up for over 24 hours. So worth it. Um, yeah. So worth it. I'd do it again tomorrow. So then we had the summer, the summer started out on a high and then the strikes began. Things started getting, what are we all doing? How are we all adapting to this? And then in August 22nd, Ahsoka began. Mm. It was, it was a strange time for, for us because none of us were talking about Ahsoka Mm -hmm. and we were talking to each other about it. Very thankful that we had that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were recording episodes. I know at least like Sky Talkers and Gabe and I, we were just doing episodes that only we were hearing. And, but yeah, what a, what a strange time, but what a great show. Strange time. Amazing show. Really glad that we all were able to talk about it together. And what was so funny is every single episode, I feel like in our group chat, we were always like, Another great, another banger. Great one. <laughs> Every single time. Like, it was never like, not so sure about that one. It was like, not, yep. they, they can't miss. Like, just yeah. what a great one. Love Loved Star it. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. And man, that was so good. And, you know, Caitlin and I were talking to our friend Silver yesterday, actually, at the time of recording. And we were just talking about how, like, we're just so happy for Dave Filoni. And I feel like when you've been a fan as long as we all have, right, it's just like, oh, wow, this is this show is Dave Filoni's, like, dream. And it's just really fun to watch his dream come to life, I guess. And it was just, like, a privilege as a fan and a fan of his and a fan of Ahsoka the character for so long and for... 15 freaking years to finally now have this like live action show where live action Ahsoka meets live action Anakin Skywalker. And that was like Hayden Christensen as Anakin acknowledging Ahsoka is something that actually broke my brain and I'll actually never recover. Yeah. If ever. you had told me in 2010 that that would happen, I would have called you a liar a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You you wouldn't be here today because you would have turned into dust. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I just the experience of Ahsoka was so it was so strange. Just I think all of us are so online all the time and uh, we're all podcasters too. And so then to not be able to talk about it really online or in the podcasting format, it was like I truly haven't had that experience since, you know, before for the past six years, really, which is kind of crazy. So it was such a weird experience of living in this void of how we were talking about it and containing that conversation to like our group chats and then, you know, to our podcasts in the void and stuff like that. But 
it was still such a good time too with the show. And I was so excited every week to see what, what craziness would come up and then to be surprised by Hayden Christensen every week because he was there so much. I mean, that's a whole thing to talk like beyond just the show being great and the, the rebels characters being great. And we can talk about the new characters, but the, the Hayden Christensen of it all. And I know I, I'm kind of setting it up for, for you too, Charlotte Caitlin, <laughs> but like it was so like we, we had already gotten a little bit with Obi-Wan. Yeah. And that was really nice and really – and I wonder if we hadn't gotten Obi-Wan and we had just gotten this in a vacuum as the first Hayden appearance, sort of, if that would have been even different. But it's so nice to see him kind of continue and just be a part of Star Wars and it feels so natural and him be also very good, right? It's not just mm-hmm. him like showing yeah. up to show up. He is so good in this role and so comfortable and it's really – a really beautiful thing to see it again 20 years later. No, he nailed it. And I would say it's actually some of his best acting work as Anakin, maybe like up there yeah. with Revenge of the Sith, uh, yeah. at least like some parts in Revenge of the Sith. And I just really, I felt as, as excited as I was to have him in Obi-Wan Kenobi, this is a bigger, like more for him to do than in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and I felt like, as lifelong fans of Hayden Christensen, I just can't, I actually can't even believe it. I'm just so, it's just like I said, I was like excited for Dave Filoni and very happy for him. I'm honestly more happy for Hayden Christensen who deserves all the praise and the love he could possibly get. And I'm so happy that he's thrilled to be back in star Wars and that we get to witness it. And I, I really think that, this script gave him a lot to do. Like, mm-hmm. I think Caitlin and I were like, damn, like <laughs> he's acting like it's great, <laughs> you know? Right. He's doing stuff. Yeah. It was just, I'm very, as a huge, huge fan, it's a huge dream come true. It seems like it was extra cool too. Like, cause you know, with Kenobi, it was kind of, he was replaying, Attack of the Clones, Anakin, and and even as cool as the flashbacks where it was like, oh, he's back to Clone Wars, Anakin, but topping it off with, you know, him being post-Return of the Jedi, this is Anakin, now Anakin was just yeah. like the icing on top of like, no, this is like, this is the new, this is new Anakin, like this is, you know, this is the character with 20 years of Hayden Christensen, he can bring that to this version of Anakin because this is like up to date Anakin, which I was not expecting. And plus, seeing and and you see up to date Anakin, and you see Clone Wars Anakin, and again, it's just like again, you talk about fan service done right, but you're like, oh, here's Hayden Christensen wearing the Clone Wars armor, talking to a young Ahsoka. Who? Yeah. What's her name? Ariana Greenblatt. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yeah. Yep. Incredible casting so as well, right? And like you see that all. And like, oh, ha, ha, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's dusty. You can't see the planet or whatever. You know, like, everyone was mad. But like that, <laughs> that that connection and that environment and how that was all set up. You're like, if you are like jaded about this as a Star Wars fan, I don't, I can't help like, you. I don't I know, know what else you yeah, can do. I do not relate. Really. Like, so I genuinely. Cool. It is like, like Star Wars can be heartbreaking or uh, dramatic or whatever. This was just cool like it was just like cool star wars but done for storytelling purposes and uh i don't know man really ahsoka really pulled a lot of really interesting stuff and then you talk about the new characters right and the new actors that came in to inhabit the roles whether it was Hera or was ezra which i think was iman did 
incredible like incredible right like he is ezra yeah. which is so funny uh but then you have balin and you have shin and it's like oh like really cool really interesting star wars stuff uh is happening now and uh what else can you ask for and it had ninjas and witches yeah and yeah. uh and wolves and, wolf creatures and wolves yeah <laughs> and little turtle people and, and yeah. jason sedula oh was there yeah yeah uh, so good. And Chopper. Just, the list keeps going. And Hu Yang. Oh my god, yeah. And, and, and like, C-3PO. And, 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 and a Ziono. Like, are you... Oh. Are we, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mon Mothma. Yeah, and, yeah, and Clancy Mama. Brown. Oh uh, Clancy Brown yeah. was there. Yeah, yes. Cal. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Such a good, oh, again, and, and the show Kiner's broke music. my brain. Yeah, Kevin Kiner yes. just, oh, I remember Kevin Kiner and the Kiner's, they just like fully nailed it. I actually think yeah. one of the first things we sent in our group chat after we watched the first episode was, a, it was immediately like, oh my God, this end credit score. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> yeah. watch the next episode. Expanding the force and getting into like, you know, like you guys talk about all the time with the weird force stuff, like what was the deal with Balin and Shen? What is going on? And the Sabine's journey with the force, which was yeah. so good. So cool. And kind of like the end of Mando season three with them at the house, setting up, placing little threads for future stories with, okay, so Ezra is back in the new Republic. Now what, so what happens next? And Ahsoka and Sabine are on this planet, literally in another galaxy and you know that's not the last we're going to see of those yeah. characters. Yeah. So where do we go next? It's all really fascinating. It's so exciting. I think that Dave did the most brilliant thing by creating a whole other galaxy and making this like mythic story that looks like Narnia and Lord of the Rings all rolled up into Star Wars. And just like leveling the playing field, taking Ahsoka out of the sequel trilogy, basically. I think it was just like the most bold move. We talk about bold moves. We talk about the end of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Like this was a bold move. And I will be screaming from the rooftops that it was the right choice for a long time. And I I really, really hope we get season two so we can see what comes of this. But this will never be the end of Ahsoka's character either. I think we have learned that. <laughs> so even if it's not in season two, it'll be wrapped up somewhere. But um, I just, I, I really thought, I loved that ending. I, and with Hayden Christensen too. Oh my God. Again, he just <laughs> appeared and it was like, oh, he's back again. Wow. It's, it's almost like my brain can't handle the end of the season. Cause every time I talk about the last episode or think about it, I forget about the Anakin ghost like <laughs> until, until the last minute. And then it's like, Oh wait, Oh man. Yeah. He was there too. <laughs> it's like, it's too much. Balin on the hand of the Mortis God statue. I mean, oh give God. me a break. Yeah. <sighs> Good show. Good show. Good show. Good show. Good show. So so then also in 2023, we had some awesome book stuff going on. High Republic. Timelines. From a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. What am I leaving out? Well, what's the Inquisitor book? Rise of the Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. The Rise of the Red Blade. Which I really, if people have not read that, 
I really, it might be my favorite Star Wars book in the past like five years. Like wow. it really, and that's like, uh, uh, I don't say that lightly. I really enjoyed it. It was a really interesting look at that. And if we were talking about Fortress Inquisitorious earlier, and it was a good, it was even, it, it really expanded that even more. So uh, really, really fascinating stuff. So a really solid year for publishing. The comics were all interesting. Dark Droids has been fun. Uh, it's all all good stuff. Nothing bad. The, the 100 Objects book. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yoda's little flute included in that, obviously. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the book nobody nobody knew they needed until it appeared. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And Timelines has been so invaluable for doing research. It's just such a fun book. And yeah, and from a certain pre, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, Phil Shostak's incredible story, oh Crystal Babers, great, you know, know, some real fun stuff in there. Some good ones in there, man. Some that really was a ones. that was a great anthology. I love that they do that. I know. Now it's, uh, I guess we're waiting now. What fifteen more years for Phantom Menace <laughs> to hit forty, and then run it all back. Yeah. <laughs> or they could just change the entire way they do it and bring it back for the 25th like we just true. true. but then i'd be mad that they haven't reached out to me yet to write uh, like a uh uh or uh what's his name i was about to say one of the pod racers and i like blanked on Odie mandrell, o- Odie mandrell. <laughs> Odie mandrell. <laughs> or a ben quadranero story oh let's do it uh, are you putting it out now publicly that yeah, you that you would right. yes please approach. i would love i would love to do uh, instead of like from a certain point of view the phantom menace just do stories of the pod racers yeah well, uh, and, and this is changing this is, the this is, there, there was a starwars.com oh, web comic published daily or weekly about the lead up to the boon to eve race oh my god that i would download the jpegs <laughs> and then i would collect them onto a word document so i could read them as like a full book and i have not seen anyone ever talk about it and I maybe I'm hallucinating it. I'm going to look it up right now on Wikipedia while we're talking. <laughs> but it is – I remember it being so fun and so good and being like, why did Ben Quadraneros' pod explode? Like that kind of stuff. It was crazy. This is my favorite thing. When you talk with other Star Wars fans, they always have these vague memories of things that they did on the internet like very early on. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, do we just dream that up? <laughs> Everyone has a story. Every single person has a story. And – it's always like, was that lost to time? Like, what was that? And here we go with an, another new is. one. Pod Racing <laughs> Tales, published in December 2000 as a special holiday wow. treat to fans, courtesy of Dark Horse Comics and StarWars.com. Eight parts, 48 pages. Wow. Uh, give it a look, guys. Uh, it was originally created to be included as a premium in boxes of a fruit snack. But... <laughs> That sounds right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's right. the good stuff. That's the yeah. good stuff. That's, uh, so, yeah. Uh, all to be said, really great year for publishing. Really awesome stuff. And then High Republic, I've been really enjoying. Uh, one thing that's really helped me get even more into High Republic and just publishing in general, the audio dramas, I can I cannot highly recommend enough. They've been so, so fun to listen to. They're really well done. And they're like a fun way for me to like listen to Star Wars while I'm like driving around. Um, so if someone's looking for an, again a fun thing to do while they're driving around their hometown for Christmas or something, this is this is it. I love that Star Wars continues in the tradition of the audio drama. I think it's a True. great medium for them to do. 
I just like that you're implying that you're home for Christmas and you're so sick of your family, you're just driving around town. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, audio drama, I mean so you're you the, 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 yeah. story, the origin story of me being on this podcast is <laughs> six years ago, seven years ago, I was pissed off and I was just driving around <laughs> my hometown and I was just, I was like, I need to listen to a Star Wars podcast and I found Blast Points. And then I was listening to 40 episodes of Blast Points over Christmas break. <laughs> And I'm then so I got sorry. brain rot. So here I am. Yeah. yeah I'm, so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's real. Yeah. That's, that's real. a real story. <laughs> uh, should we talk about 2024? What yeah, are, let's okay. do uh, uh, yeah. Apparently what nothing's happening now? next year. Yeah, Star Wars is yeah. over. It's done. Yeah. Uh, we've entered another so, void. So we, we know we, we can safely assume we're going to get the Bad Batch, uh, the Acolyte, and Skeleton Crew. That's what we can probably assume mm. we're going to get. Um, we uh, as of recording this, we we have no details. Uh, what what do we all think will come first? What what what's what's our what do we think is going to happen? Oh, I think we yeah. all think that the Bad, Bad Batch, Batch is going to yeah. be first, yeah. just based off of last year, and it feels like it's done given some of the cast and crew have posted some like the final thing all those all those kind of posts like it feels very final and just like the alignment from last year like we discussed that january 4th was when bad batch season two aired in 2023 so i feel like we're not thinking that it would be that dissimilar so but since it hasn't been announced and it's december and the strike screwed up a lot of timing and pr and marketing and things like that that I would think that's sort of like February, March at this point. Um, but then I think it's Accolade and then Skeleton, Skeleton Crew. Crew. And I used to think Skeleton Crew was coming out like literally right now. But again, with the strike, I think that everything shifted and changed. The tricky thing with Bad Batch is Bad Batch seems like it's always been the show where they're not sure when to put it out till the last minute. Yeah. So because the f- wasn't the first season like not – in the winter wasn't that in yeah. the summer or something it started may 4th uh, right yeah and then we thought season two would be in the in the spring or the summer and then it wasn't and so yeah so that's the one guess. i feel like i haven't yeah like this that one might be yeah i don't know it feels like if, if they would kind of space them out throughout the year right so like bad batch kicks us off and then that ends we have a month or so whatever it is and then acolyte and then you know same thing with skeleton crew then leading us to the end of the year but truly then who knows yeah i mean we were also supposed to get andor this next year too but because that was paused i feel like that's going to be 2025 now so who knows man but i need i need something to be excited for i really i need it even though we just spent the past year talking about how good star wars was this year and it made me really happy and excited to discuss all that I am very excited to find out what is coming next. Yeah. There, it's a, there's a lot that's, that can happen, that will happen. There's a lot, like all the things we were talking about for this year, some of that were surprises, right? Some yeah. of that was like kind of this that we didn't really know was happening. And I'm sure there's a lot of surprises in the works. And yeah. that's, a, that's a very, that's a very cool yeah. thing. I don't know. Like that's. There's always, always little things that are surprises. Yeah. Like even Young Jedi Adventures was like kind of a surprise, right? Like yeah. we didn't know that was happening. And then all of a sudden it's like part of Star Wars and we're talking about it. And that's like something that we joke about and like watch and, and people like. And that's a really, again, it's a fun, nice thing. We need more episodes of Biomes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh my God, sure. we so do. Yeah. yeah. We, we do need all, more here, Zen content. About, 
Well, 2024, we do need, and this is not me like, but we do need art of books. And it, yeah. I, it's something that I really miss. We don't have it for what? Mando 3 and or, or, Obi-Wan. or Kenobi or Ahsoka. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. I think there's those. more live action shows that don't have art books than do at this point, right? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. loved getting the art of High Republic book, though. Like, that yeah. was great. I was like, that's fun. Give me more of this kind of stuff. Yeah, that was so and then great. And we got none of it. And I was like, oh, okay. I need Art of Ahsoka. I mean, come I on. That, we that, need that. Those would be incredible. I mean, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, and I see The Mandalorian 1 and 2, and it's like, come on. Like, oh, I think that – yeah. yeah, no, we, ha- we have to have three. And it needs to complete the shelf. But I think the thing that we all love is the history that goes into – and like – the detail that goes into an art of book, it serves as like the history of, right. and yeah, it's not just like art. It is, it is the full, yeah. like, yeah. The timeline the of it. Yeah. yeah. And we don't really get that as much anymore. Like we used to with the prequels and the original trilogy. And I feel like this is what we're clinging to. And the fact that we haven't gotten the, got them in a while is kind of sad, yeah. right? Like yeah. we, yeah. We need that. We need to overanalyze it. We need those revelations. About- <laughs> we also didn't get any publishing for Indiana Jones, really. Yeah. And that really kind of bummed me out. It but was. Uh, we did get the that documentary. That was really good, though. Oh, my God. The, yes. It was so and, good. Uh, if you subscribe to Sky Talkers Patreon, you can listen to them talk about it. Because uh, it, is, it is fantastic. <laughs> and it deserves to be... Uh, seen by everybody yeah. it was so it blew fun. me away by so how nice. good it was i was not expecting it yeah. to to be that in-depth and heartfelt honestly yeah, yeah. and some crazy footage that yeah. i've never seen before and like i yeah. thought i'd seen every indiana jones footage that had existed and there's some really cool stuff in there yeah it's 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 heartwarming to hear you guys say that because caitlin and i certainly felt like that and we don't feel like we're as um in the weeds i guess with indiana jones behind the scenes content and i think we still felt like, wow, there's a lot of new stuff yeah. here. Yeah, and also just a major focus on Harrison Ford and his yeah. whole career. It was just such a That's joy great. to walk through. And we yeah. got to see Harrison Ford give a emotional speech wearing a wetsuit. I, that yeah. was so funny. I was like, he's really in a wetsuit? That's incredible. <laughs> All the George Lucas dicking around. Yeah, it's all mine. Like, him playing with his friends. And I'm like, oh my God, he's just a little boy. He's just, <laughs> just a little he's boy. So, he's so cute. He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> just like a little, like, 26-year-old making a movie. Like, was, there was what? one part where they were, Harrison, they were talking about how Harrison's older. He's like, well, I'm 40. And George is like, yeah, I'm only 38 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just goofing around. It was yeah. so funny. And I was, I was, I think every time something like that comes out, I, I'm texting Gabe, and it's like they have so much behind the scenes footage that they're just sitting, sitting on. Sitting on, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And again, they didn't show. I mean, they did, but they didn't. But there was a whole Crystal Skull still, still element missing from that too. Or I'm yeah, like, give me very more much of that. So. Although, to be fair, there is because I was rewatching Crystal Skull recently, and the bonus features do. on that DVD are actually very in-depth, and that's very really good. Nice. I feel so, like that's the tail end of when DVD bonus features were really yeah, good. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. So if people are looking for something to do during, again, their holiday break, just sit in your room by yourself and watch some Crystal Skull bonus features. <laughs> Sounds good. great. They're, they're all on YouTube, too, if you don't, <laughs> yeah, if you don't have the are. disc uh, nearby. Yeah. Well, you guys have mentioned YouTube. the biomes, but the Star Wars channel doing the lo-fi uh, oh, videos. So good. Yeah, 
I mean, let's give a shout out to marketing in general for Star Wars. I yeah. feel like they've really kind of like done a lot of fun stuff and like kind of absolutely. Messed a little bit, they, and that's been really nice. They did the TikTok live stream with the Lothcat Merle yes, for like Merle. twelve hours. Can you watch so the Lothcat? It was it was the best. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just really good social. I think yeah. Brandon and I work in marketing and social. We were like, damn, they're really slaying this year. Like it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Charlotte and I are saying that you're doing good social, that means uh, that means you're doing it's good, good social. Yeah. yeah. So round of applause for the yeah. marketing team. It just makes it fun. Like it, it makes Star Wars just like a fun thing to be a part of, and not just like yeah. Sometimes it would feel like a chore to like like yeah. okay, it's time to defend Star Wars now or whatever it is, and you're like oh, that's not. But now it's just kind of like yeah, Star Wars is great. Everyone shut up. Come and watch, watch this cat Wars. sleep. Totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can all agree. Yeah, around the sequel trilogy, it was very tense and weird and it's nowadays they're they're having fun which is good Mm -hmm. to see yeah yeah i think we needed that yeah Yeah. more fun in 2024 i think is what we're all trying to say like let's just let's just all kind of take a step back let's watch some bad batch hopefully the the first quarter of the year sometime and uh you know have some fun yeah well this has been speaking of fun this has been so much fun this is let's do this all the time right? let's do it every quarter I love it more times than I put out an episode every quarter yeah this is the absolute yeah. best I just I love it so much yeah well and that's the thing too we, we've, we've talked about it a lot and it's the part of the the joy of all of these Star Wars experiences they, you know having your friends and with mm-hmm. with all of us together and you know probably every single person listening to this they have their core group of Star Wars fans and you know it's like the great thing like because it's Star Wars celebration not a Star Wars convention it's a so right. it's like yeah. it's 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 a party it's about having a good time and it's about being with your friends and that's yeah so happy we could do this yeah and it is again it's the end of the year and CR is kind of reflective and it is a like the people on this episode and, and talking with y'all like that it's been a big thing for me and a, a big joy of, of being a part of it but then also like everyone that we've met and the listeners and the twitter people it's like it's all been such a joy to expand my Star Wars fandom beyond just like again me in my room reading Star Wars Pod Racer web comics. You know, now I can talk about <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. it's it is such a fulfilling, fun thing beyond again like talking about canon rules and stuff. It's just like, oh, these are the people that I like and these are the people that I'm friends with. And um that's that's Star Wars for me. And so I appreciate yeah. A being a part of this this group of uh, who I think are the best podcasters uh star wars or otherwise but also everyone listening and and uh everyone that you know is anywhere so yeah yes i'm just just so yeah very well said i'm just so grateful for this group and for our community and completely echo what what you all said too it's just yeah warm fuzzy feelings all around yeah 2023 has been an insane year and it's been so much fun sharing that insanity with you with you guys as well yeah absolutely it's been such a joy honestly happy holidays to anyone who's listening and can't wait for 2024 we'll see you next year
think we did it. I think we did it. What's the time? What's the time here? One thirty-three. We did it. We did it. Guys, I think you got to hit end record because my power just flickered on and off. So. May the force be with you.